This is the Daily Detail, powered by 1819 News. Honest News. Alabama. Alabama. Our great state. The voice of Alabama values. Alabama. Unbelievable people. And now, here is Andrea Tice. The Alabama Republican Party leadership will be considering a resolution that will then be offered to the state legislature in the next session. The resolution would bring back prayer in Alabama public schools. The sponsors of the party resolution are members of the Republican Executive Committee. They decided to take on this issue after a recent Supreme Court ruling in favor of a high school coach in Washington state who prays at the end of each high school football game. The Supreme Court determined that Coach Kennedy's actions did not violate the Establishment Clause. Those promoting the resolution say that any state law on school prayer would likely be upheld by these current Supreme Court judges. Prayer was part of school training in America's history up until a court ruling in 1960. This weekend, the Alabama Republican Party will be considering a proposal to close primary voting to only those registered as Republicans. The party leadership will meet this weekend to vote on the resolution. GOP Chairman John Wall believes that it will pass. The resolution will then be considered in the Alabama legislature for further action. State lawmakers must also consider the issue since it involves creating a new voter registration process. Currently, voters do not designate which party they tend to vote for. They just ask for a particular party ballot within the primary election. They can vote for whichever party candidates they want to. They just can't cross over and vote for the opposite party if there happens to be a runoff race. At the start of this week, an article was released at the 1819 News website about a former Montgomery police officer, Aaron Cody Smith, who's currently serving time in jail for a fatal shooting that was done in his capacity as a police officer. Craig Munger has revisited that story and gave us a rundown on where it's at right now as Smith appeals to the Alabama State Supreme Court. So Smith's attorney can present a brief with various testimonies. Um, It's very similar to what you see in any Alabama Supreme Court. Um, uh, Any case that the Alabama Supreme Court decides to to see, they hear arguments, then they hear uh, rebuttals from from the prosecutorial side. And then the defense can either respond to the prosecutor's uh, rebuttal or they can just let it go forward. And then the Alabama Supreme Court will make the decision based on the information that they have. So it's a very fluid situation. Monger also talked to many police officers on condition of anonymity who said that Cody Smith was an exemplary officer up until the shooting of Gregory Gunn. And they also are discouraged to watch police leadership fail to support Smith's actions which fell in line with his police training. The, the, the sympathies expressed by the one who floated in the story were echoed by a lot of other police officers that just sort of felt like, especially the ones that knew Cody said he was a, a stellar guy, um, didn't really misbehave, didn't really mouth off. He was a just a generally good patrol officer, and and they felt that he kind of got screwed by by the MPD and the city in general. I've gotten several reports from several former um, and current MPD folks who have said that in the wake of this shooting and Cody's trial and conviction, that they had lost a tremendous amount of their patrol force. And I think anyone who's spent some time in the Montgomery area can see that there has been a noted decline in the amount of, of interventions that are allowed to take place. A trial in Dothan is delayed due to jury selection problems. The case against Coley McCraney could not move forward as planned because the jury pool was not complete. 
Only 75 of the 250 that were summoned to show up at the courtroom showed up. The attorneys were unable to agree on 15 jurors to be impaneled from the limited pool that came. Now the trial will be rescheduled in 2023. McCraney is charged with the 1999 murders of two teenage girls who got lost in the town of Ozark on their way to a party. In DeKalb County, the sheriff there is helping inmates rehabilitate their souls by taking them to church. Sheriff Nick Weldon says inmates who want to go to church on Sunday are allowed to, with supervision, of course. Weldon spoke to WHNT about this program that has been running for four years, and he says it's slowing down the rate of repeat offenders. You know, hey, you can you can only get one kind of for sure transformation in life. And it's not in jail. It's not in a, a rehab clinic or any kind of mental facility or anything. You can't get it. The only kind of real transformation you can get is from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And that's what it's all about. It's not about me. It's not about anybody here. It's just about glorifying the Lord. And it's just the way we, we do it. For more in-depth stories affecting the state of Alabama, go to 1819news.com. In national news, one of Donald Trump's adult sons is now talking about the raid on Mar-a-Lago by 30 FBI agents. Eric Trump was in the state of Florida when the raid took place. Donald Trump was in New York City. Eric Trump spoke with the Daily Mail to detail out what exactly happened. He says that neither he nor the family lawyers were given a copy of the search warrant that describes what the agents are looking for in the raid. Eric Trump also said that the staff at Mar-a-Lago were told by the FBI to turn off any security cameras and not to record their actions. However, the staff refused. Also, no staff or lawyers were allowed on the premise at any time during that raid. Donald Trump has already alluded to the fact that this created a premium opportunity for fake evidence to be planted. Also being revealed is the fact that the agents raided the wardrobe of Melania Trump as well as went through the private office belonging to Trump. 30 agents were involved in the 3,000-square-foot private quarters belonging to the Trumps, and it took them nine hours to complete the raid. Eric Trump spoke with Newsmax on Wednesday, and he's still very steamed. I, listen, I'm pissed off. I think the entire country is is upset right now. Um, you know, what the FBI did, what this administration did, Greg, is just absolutely unthinkable. And it's uh, it's hard to believe we actually live in the United States of America when you see these antics, when you see these tactics, when you see kind of, you know, third world behavior, it's just, uh, it's truly shocking. This does not happen without presidential consent. You know the White House knew. Mark my word, they're out there today saying that no one in the White House knew. This was 100%, mark my word, directed by the White House. This is a political hit on my father. Uh, They know Biden's floundering the polls. He's doing absolutely horrible. And so what do they do? They put on a stunt like this. And You know, I I want everybody to remember, God forbid, I hate having to say this, but if there's ever another terrorist attack in this country, if there's ever another school shooting in this country, the next time you see a serial killer in this country, I want everybody to remember that the FBI spent all their resources going into Mar-a-Lago to look for, you know, effectively records for a public library, you know, rather than being focused on China, who's ripping off America every single day, rather than being focused on the threats that plague this country, terrorism that wants to come in here, Al-Qaeda, you know, uh, the Taliban, so many other people who want to destroy our way of life, extremists who want to destroy our way of life. The FBI, because of Joe Biden and because of this incompetent administration, has weaponized the system to go after their political rivals. And that's their priority versus keeping this country safe. I want everybody to remember that because you better believe we're going to see one of these instances again, and it's going to be because their eye was off the ball. And by the way, it's not the men and women of the FBI. I know many of them. A couple of them are actually really good friends of mine. 
They're phenomenal people. This is literally the bosses, right? They're not gun carriers. They're not great investigators. These guys are politicians who are lawyers who have otherwise rigged this system, and they do it for the radical left. And, and Greg, it's horribly sad. We're going to lose our country if we allow this stuff to happen. But here's what I will tell you. You use the word backfire. It's absolutely backfire. This country is more pissed off than I've ever seen because they don't like these antics. They know if it can happen to a billionaire who was former president who got out of office you know, two years ago, what they could do to the average American and their family, they could destroy them. And prosecutorial misconduct in this country is real. Meanwhile, in New York City, Donald Trump was in a Manhattan courtroom on Wednesday and pleaded the fifth in a case against him and his company by the New York Attorney General Letitia James. Trump put out a statement that he was declining to answer questions under the rights and privileges afforded to every U.S. citizen through the Fifth Amendment of the U.S. Constitution. Trump also added to that statement, saying that in light of the raid that was done on his home and the fact that his family, company, and friends have become targets of an unfounded, politically motivated witch hunt that has been supported by lawyers and prosecutors in the fake news media, he has no choice but to plead the fifth. This week, a jury in Texas convicts a man of murdering both of his teenage daughters back in 2008 as part of an honor killing. 65-year-old Yasser Saeed was not found and arrested until 2020 for this crime. He was convicted for the deaths of his 17- and 18-year-old daughters who were living too much like Western culture and not according to Saeed's Muslim faith. He was sentenced to life in prison without parole. The mother of the two girls was present at the trial and the jury's verdict. She was hoping for a death penalty verdict. Economic news for the month of July is a mixed bag. The price of gasoline did fall, and the jobs report shows that over 500,000 jobs were added to the economy. The price of food, however, is still going up. In July, groceries saw a 1.3% jump compared to the month prior. In the past year, in the past year, food prices have gone up by 13%. The food items that have been hit the hardest are cereals, bread, ground beef, bacon, chicken, milk, cheese, coffee, vegetables, and ice cream. You're listening to The Daily Detail from 1819 News. If you're enjoying The Daily Detail and appreciate the reports, feel free to pass on a link to a friend and see if they want to subscribe either on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or other apps. And as I wrap up the daily detail, I want to remind everyone that listens to the news that for every bad actor that makes it to the headlines for not-so-good deeds, there's millions of others who are taking on every day doing the right thing, whether there's a report on what they do or not. I'm Andrea Tice. I'll be back again tomorrow. I look forward to updating you then. Alabama. Our great state. Alabama. Of Alabama. This has been The Daily Detail. For more up-to-date news, go to 1819news.com, where you'll find honest news and Alabama values.